Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Program. I'm Susan, Laris, and Dan, and I hope that you are welcoming this wonderful new week uh, with anticipation of what things may flow from your own creativity. Um, you may be listening across time. You may be listening live, and I welcome all of you here today. Um, we will hopefully be welcoming our guest here in a little bit, um, Kavita M. Shanayan, M.D., is scheduled to come on with us today, but she is also an integrative cardiologist. So um, if she is delayed, we can certainly be understanding about that just because I hope that I would only hope, and I have to tell you about this guest, that we would find many more doctors like this out there who are able to integrate a path of spirituality, which she does so very beautiful, with their professional expertise. And to me, just to discover the existence of more of these people who are making a very real difference in the world, it just fills me with hope because that's really where we're heading in this world is what we have come to believe as a conventional way of looking at healing. Um, What is the popular belief that we're told to believe? is not actually the case. And it takes courage and commitment and a real sense of being open to knowing, truly open to understanding, to pursue a path of balance and openness. And that's what guests such as Kavita signify. And I will tell you about her book. And again, we'll see across time if she's able to be here today. Um, But I will alert you to her book, um, which is Shakti Rising, Embracing Shadow and Light on the Goddess Path to Wholeness. And it is all about understanding what it is that truly causes us suffering and how we really don't need to be in that state of suffering no matter what our life experiences bring our way. It is a journey and her book provides a number of exercises with shifting your perspective along with some knowledge of things many of us in the Western world know fairly little about. Some of us are much more informed about these things than others, but just some very wonderful um, things that she's bringing to us um, to help us understand our human experience. So I think what I'm going to do right now, just 
to double check, as I haven't had to do this in a while, I'm going to play a song. And I'm just going to check really quick to make sure, um, to see if we can manage to get her in here. And if not, then we'll just flow with whatever flows, as usual, on this Monday. And by the way, it's an interesting Monday here, I'll say that, um, because it's been a Monday filled with darkness and light, literally, here where I sit in the Pacific Northwest. My house has been intermittently filled with bright sunshine, and then the clouds close in, and the light dims, and then it brightens again, and then it dims, and then it brightens. This is what it's like in the Pacific Northwest at this time of year, and what many people won't tell you, the Pacific Northwest is actually a place where you learn more about the subtleties of the light than certainly any other place I've been. And there may be many places like this where I haven't been, but it's something that is rarely known and seen because so many people would say it's all about the darkness here as we enter into the winter. But it's actually about the contrast of the darkness and the light and how that truthfully reveals the light. So I am going to just see if our guest will be available today. And again, being a cardiologist, as she is, it, um, she very well may be working with a patient. So um, I'm going to play a piece from Larry Sire that I think is quite appropriate, the person who also contributed the music for this show called Nothing Impossible. We'll be back in just a moment.
Welcome back to the Frontier Beyond Fear Blog Talk Radio Program. I'm Susan Laris and Dan's, and we are still awaiting our guests, Kavitha and Tanayan. And I did um, leave her some information if she's able to come in. And if not, again, we will flow with this on another day. And so I'm just going to switch gears here for a moment and reflect a bit um, since um, that seems to be what's happening on certain shows here, which I find very interesting. So actually, let's start with that. Let's start with our unfolding life experience and how we learn to respond to the moment. Um, I am finding, and we certainly know that this is, this is the experience of life, in any given moment may not conform to whatever your expectation may be. Sometimes what can happen in a given moment could be highly dramatic. Um, I heard overnight, just to bring in a little bit of news, for example, there's been an earthquake in another part of the world. And by the way, let's talk about other parts of the world because I know that you are here listening. And I'm going to take that time in this moment to welcome those of you who are listening in so-called other parts of the world because there is no other We are all together, and it just warms my heart to see every time I see the map of those of you who are out there listening, I want to tell you that no matter where you are, every place I see touches my heart directly. And I can feel you out there, and I am speaking to you directly, wherever you are. And if you are in Iraq or in Iran or on that border, I know that you had an earthquake in the night. I saw that. And it's an example. We here in the Pacific Northwest live in a place where at any given moment we could have an earthquake. And it's an interesting thing to live with. Life is like that in general, particularly in this world right now. We live in times that some may say are perilous. When we hear talk of, you know, things that we felt that we would never hear ever since, you know, the 60s if we grew up then or the 80s, the 70s and 80s when I grew up. But somehow, what our spiritual path gives to us the more that we choose to take the time to develop it, the more that we choose to shift our consciousness to the real versus what is the illusion. The more that we do this, the more that we find peace. And I will tell you, I, especially when I was young, and even up until recent times at times, I was not a person that often found peace, especially when I was young. I tended to fret about all kinds of things. And I'm not immune from that today. None of us is. We're all human, and we need to allow ourselves, when we're having a so-called human moment, and every moment is human, when we're having a moment like that, how do we respond? The more that we shift our way of thinking and Even the word thinking is something that I'd like to transcend here. The more that we shift our response, we may have an immediate reaction to something. And that's normal. If there were an earthquake in the next five minutes, I would surely react 
I'm a human being. But then, the more that we develop, and it's not just faith, although faith is a part of it. It's a way of being. It's a way of being. And I have to tell you, I pursue the spiritual path, and I'm sure many of the rest of you do too, in a highly independent way, I guess I would say. I could say it's imperfect in some ways. I could say that because I'm not an expert in various practices. And yet, and yet, I have felt that my journey, my personal journey, and I can attest to this, has been one of being open, of being open to spirit in such a way that somehow, and I have found this to be rather miraculous, I haven't needed the training that so many people undergo. And not to say that this isn't important and helpful and things that I would like to pursue in some ways. But what it shows to me is that who we are, who we really are, is approachable. It's approachable. The more that I realize this, the more some other things come in that fill in the blanks, so to speak, that fill it in with, oh, this is what people have studied throughout the ages. And it's a beautiful experience if we can all approach our lives in this way. You don't have to be an expert, but you can learn from the experts. Sometimes when we flow with our own experiences, we can be just incredibly surprised because later we find out that, oh, here's someone, here's someone who's been saying this all along. And that is a wonderful affirmation. And then, of course, there are those things that we're called to that we do need to develop a kind of a discipline to to fine-tune where it is we choose to be with respect to our life experience. I'll tell you one for me. Breathing. Breathing. A very fundamental aspect of just about everybody's path. We all breathe. Breathing, for me, is something that I find fascinating because I don't always breathe freely. And yet, I'm learning to do so. Why don't I breathe freely? Well, since I was a child and I'm releasing this overlay, it's taking time. I've had allergies, simple as that. I've had a lot of allergies. And there may be those of you out there, in fact, I would love to relate to those of you out there, to not feel limited in this way, is that some of us are congested sometimes. In fact, I'm congested now a little bit. So how do we work with that? Well, I'm sure there are things I could learn. And I'm sure there are things that I don't know and would like to learn. But what I do know is the miracle of my own path, and there is something to be learned here, is in the midst of its own seeming imperfection in this way, I learn to breathe. It's like the contrast of light and dark in the Pacific Northwest for me. When I, for example, step onto a trail, where there is beauty all around me. 
What happened? One of the very first things, every time, without my doing a thing, without my even being conscious of attempting, of striving, of doing anything to make this happen except to step onto that path in the midst of beauty, what happens? I breathe. And I will tell you, I marvel at it every time. Because I take the deepest, most spontaneous breath every time. It may take about 20 steps down a path. But that's all it takes. Beauty transforms me. Beauty connects me. Beauty helps me with what I could say is a limitation. And yet it hasn't been limiting. And that's the miracle, is that I still flow with my experience. And sometimes, you know, when I particularly congest, I just kind of acknowledge it and try not to, I rarely dwell upon it. It's rare for me to even be talking about it. But I thought I'd put it out there for you. Because I know there are many listeners to this show who come from many different paths of life. And we can get this feeling like we need to be striving so hard for some kind of unattainable perfection when we're already perfect. Can we love ourselves as we are? Can we accept ourselves even as we accept our courage to grow? I very well may have on my path more time and exercises and more guests seem to be coming my way who are teaching more conscious ways of breathing. And I did yoga for a while. I'm actually not in a yoga class right now. Although when I hear from guests like Kavita, who I sense will be with us another time, but we'll see. If she's able to call in, we'll bring her in. In fact, let me just check here for a second. Multitasking as always. But again, she's a cardiologist. So um, she's there for her people when they need her, and that's important. So I will trust in that. Well, can't really check right now. How interesting. I can't even see the email. Well, there you go. I guess there's another way. Flow in the moment. How do you flow in the moment? Something doesn't work? Don't fight it. Gosh, that's the hardest thing for me to do sometimes, although I don't claim to be a technologist, which is the irony of my own path, since I actually do have a master's degree in computer science. The way that I pursued computer science was not as a so-called technologist, not as the kind of a person that you know I might compare to someone who knows everything there is to know about cars. Well, I don't know everything there is to know about computers, and I never needed to know those things because being a computer scientist is a far richer experience than that. For me, flowing into that, wow, the wind is blowing outside. It's interesting here in the Pacific Northwest today. A big gust of wind just came up and is, like, rattling my window. Um, Okay, looks like... Well, we have a caller on the line, and I think I I may recognize this call. So I think I'm going to go ahead and bring this call on the line since we're just flowing today, and I probably should open the chat room, which I haven't, but um, the computer's kind of being stubborn anyway, and so I'll finish that thought for a second. So the computer's being stubborn. Flow. I don't need to read the email. I have a call, and so I'm going to flow with that and pick it up. If you're at um, area code 780, I'm about to pick up your call. If I can do it, here we go. A little bit slow. Hold on there. 
There we go. Okay, you're connecting. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for taking my calls, Susan. I knew this was you, Jay. <laughs> is this Jay? Yes, it is. Thank you much for taking I my call again. I thought so. I haven't taken calls yeah. in so long. I I forget the the area code sometimes. But um, well, thanks for remembering it. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in, Jay, and for the listeners. Jay is a very dedicated listener, and actually I haven't um, heard from him in a while, and so I'm delighted to take your call, Jay. We're just flowing today, so so tell me, what's, what's on your mind that brings you in to call today? I don't know. Is your guest on the line here talking about your She's show? She's not. She oh. actually is not, Jay. In fact... That may be while you why you were guided to call in, because um, she is a spiritual cardiologist. I mean, a very real cardiologist out there with lots of patients. And so my guess is that she's detained by her work. So, so mm. we're just kind of spending time out here today. <laughs> Okay. But if you have any question or want to talk about anything, feel free. Or if you would prefer to just listen, that's fine. But, um, but maybe, yeah, maybe, hopefully maybe, she'll be on in the future. Yeah, because I have to ask her, I was going to ask her some questions regarding what uh, she was actually uh, in her book. And just wondering uh-huh. about that. So, yeah, about the Shakti and Shiva. Do you know anything more about it? Or or maybe you can talk a little bit more? Or just, uh, well, I can talk about uh, her book. Um Basically, she explores, um, and here we're talking about the book, Shakti Rising, Embracing Shadow and Light on the Goddess Path to Wholeness. And without claiming to be an expert, Jay, because I'm not, in fact, she reveals a lot of things that, um, that are really helpful for me to know. What she talks about in her book is these ten goddesses that are aspects of Shakti, essentially. And each of these goddesses has a bearing on understanding aspects of ourselves. And basically, there are shadow aspects. So when Mm -hmm. you're expressing um, a darker aspect of a particular of what a particular goddess represents then you're on the shadow side and then there's the light side and this is all a study in non-duality actually um, in the sense of understanding how the darkness and the light work together how how it's integrated, just just mm. like um, our guest, who I'm sure will get on again. If she doesn't show up, she could. I did leave her a message, and, and she may show up at any time. Um, but um, it's fascinating that what she does is she's a traditional cardiologist, and yet she integrates in these concepts. And I can give you an example, I mean, if you'd like. We can talk about some of these goddesses at risk of, our guest is probably better at pronouncing their names. <laughs> some of them I'm pretty good at. Others are, they're, they're quite, um, they're, they're somewhat challenging to pronounce. But, um, um, for example, one that, many of us may have heard of is Kali. Um, And one thing to say about these goddesses, and they're all depicted in very striking fashions, the the imagery of these goddesses is is ancient, and it's meant to... It's meant to, in a way, stimulate... Our senses, because they're striking, they can be appalling. <laughs> I, I use that word appalling, and or um, disturbing. 
they can be disturbing, while at the same time, they're beautiful, too. And so they show this balance. And some of them are more beautiful than others. Some have very um, striking, harsh depictions. Um, and others are are very, very gentle and beautiful. But every one of them has a balance, and that's what this is about, is balance. And Kali, for example, that many people have heard about that one, um, the shadow side of Kali would be if you're expressing um, aggression or if you're comparing yourself to other people or if you're judging or if you're self-righteous. Whereas the light side of Kali is nonviolence. So it's releasing that self-righteous kind of judgment and it softens into nonviolence. So that's an example. Um, and there are ten, which we could talk about as much as you'd like. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can find another one. Um, Tara, which I think you would probably pronounce as, as Tara. Yeah. I don't think it's Tara. Mm-hmm. I believe. Uh huh. It's Tara. But, yeah, the shadow side is. Yeah, pronunciation. If you want to know one of my challenges, here I am as a radio host. Sometimes I can. that's an area I have to work with. Even when I know the pronunciation, I'll tell a little secret to the audience, just one of my little things, is that sometimes I literally have to look up things that I know how to pronounce just because somehow it just leaves my head sometimes. And it's just something I work with. And, you know, I just have to accept that part of myself that it's okay. Um, so, Tara, um, the the shadow side of Tara is when you are seeking validation, where you need other people to approve who you are, um, and it can also be a path of illusion, where you know you kind of take on what other people perceive as your own and you feel like you need to do this to validate yourself. And the light aspect of Tara, and these are all very practical things. What this book is about, it's totally practical. It's taking what these goddesses represent and helping us with everyday things like I'm expressing the light side of Tara is truth. <laughs> uh, basically, authenticity and being who you really are. And so you can work with this goddess, whether you want to work with this goddess directly or symbolically, either way, because we all have our experiences and how we flow with how we are going to work with these different things. And in this case, and it's the second goddess, it helps us to discover our truth. Okay, I do my best with with this one. The third You're doing goddess. pretty good. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I have a little reference here. I'm, I got a cheat sheet in front of me a little bit, but which happens to be the book. <laughs> but um, but what did you, get, you have a question? What, yeah. What did you get out of the book? Just by reading it, I just well, there there are all these exercises. I think it's really helpful. Uh, I have to tell you, first of all, the first thing I got out of the book is. I would love to have more doctors like these in every community. That's the first thing I got out of the book, is that to have somebody like this who so beautifully accepts 
our spiritual path. And if you go on YouTube, she has a wonderful video, which I encourage people to see, where she talks about her Heal Your Heart, Free Your Soul program. So she talks about cases, you know, literally how, because she is a doctor, you can use these concepts to heal. And, you know, um, there's a really good YouTube video that will give you a real feel for her. In fact, I should put a link out there to this, um, which I just happened to catch before the show, as a matter of fact. And it just shows how um, she's said that, you know, she's worked with people who have been able to release some medications and, you know, really work through their suffering. And that's kind of part of the, well, not just kind of, that is the gist of this, is how, you know, when you're having an experience, like she works with people who've had heart attacks. Well, that's not very pleasant. Um, that many of us would consider that a form of suffering. Well, she helps people who are encountering difficulties in life rise above the suffering. You still flow through it, essentially. These goddesses help you to, you have to embrace those sides of yourself like those things that we view as imperfections are shadow we still need to flow through and embrace them on the path to to getting beyond that suffering and then you get to the side that is light and mm. so you know i could use an example today and is even with this show I mean, I could be all stressed <laughs> that, oh, you know, the guest didn't come. And for whatever reason, which I'm sure there's a good reason, which I always understand, um, but I could be stressed about it or I could trust, you know, but I'm always going to have that human moment. Um, you know, today I didn't necessarily feel like just flowing with the show, you know, all by myself. And yet what happened? Um, first of all, I was able to do it because it just, you kind of step into the moment. Second of all, you showed up, Jay, and you're helping facilitate our working through some of these concepts, and the show is just flowing along. So, um, But if we look at, like, um, the third goddess, this one's really interesting to me because this happens a lot with people. Um, Tripura, maybe... Tripura, Tripura, I think it is. Tripura Sundari. Um, the shadow side of Tripura Sundari is obsession and confusion. It's wanting and being obsessed. Whereas, and whatever that might be, you know, we could obsess over money, over people, over things, you know, all the different things that become obsessive. And the light aspect is softening that to non-clinging so we don't cling. You know, we let go. Mm. So the very understanding of that notion of holding on really tight, you know, and obsessing about something, can then we can work through that to a way of being that holds things loosely you know, so we don't cling. Um, and so that's the lesson of Tripura Sundari. Um, another one. Um, okay, I'm going to work this. This name is, okay, Bhuvana. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to read it. Bhuvana Shwari. Bhuvana Bhuvani Shwari. That's how you say it. Or okay. very close. Um, is yet another goddess. In fact, I should probably be describing what these goddesses look like because every one of them has a very striking image that comes from ancient practice. Um, and the shadow aspect here is limiting knowledge and mistaking our roles for who we are. So our guest, for example, might get all caught up if she so chooses in being a doctor, being a cardiologist. You know, this becomes 
and thinking that's her identity or whatever your identity is in life, you know, whether, um, you know, you might be a mother, mom's listening out there, a parent, or or associate, you know, I talked about a minute ago being a computer scientist, which I don't really, that's only just one aspect of me and probably one of the, the lesser identities I would hold on to. But whatever, at one point in my life, though, that was an important, you know, important, I told myself, you know, how I say that, you know, an impressive identity, you know, you know, I'm a computer scientist kind of thing, or I'm a doctor, or I'm a lawyer, or whatever. That's the shadow side, the ego. See that you feel the inflation of that, and um, it can limit ourselves, and so we become we become constricted when we get too tied up in a role. Um, we we fail to be open. And so the light aspect of that is once again a form of letting go, and and she uses the term surrender. And a lot of these have to do with letting go, like the last one, non-clinging, surrender. It's like don't hold so tight to who you think you are. You know, maybe we have all these achievements, and I don't know, you know, or maybe it's something where things haven't gone well. We all have those, too, to cling to, you know, um, failed at, something, you know, whatever that might be. You could be unemployed. Do you want to cling to that identity? There may be people listening out there today who are unemployed. And, you know, if you embrace that identity too closely, it will just rule over your fate. And you you just, you know, it, it's a negative aspect. And yet you need to work through that. Again, we don't just dismiss it we see it within ourselves you know if we feel that we failed in something we we look at it and then we work with it and this book contains exercises with each of these to help you to work and they all involve breathing too which is good Mm -hmm. for someone like me and in this case um it's surrender it's it's not clinging to a role whatever it is so that's that one. Uh, is it kind of like surrendering your ego, or is it surrendering something else besides that? Yes. Yes. To me, okay. it feels like you're surrendering. If I'm to translate this based on my own understanding, which is funny because um, it's, it's part of the aspect of this particular goddess has to do with limiting knowledge. And, you know, maybe I would feel... Maybe one of the things I would cling to is feeling somewhat insecure about these concepts because I, mm. I'm i not an expert, you know, so I'm the student here. And so I have to let go my feeling of claiming to know everything about it. I don't. But just based on, you know, the understanding that has come to me, um, yes. I would say it does have to do with releasing ego as to, you know, who are you? Um, Kavita, she talks in a part of the book about the I-self, like with I-self mm. and the self. Yep. Have you heard that concept? And and the I-self is like the ego-self, and the self is like what many of us might call the higher self, you know, the broader self where we're the universe, we're the divine. And the illusion is between the two of those things as to, you know, how you, um, and and the ultimate way that you get beyond suffering is embracing who you really are. Um, No matter what your experience is that you're going through, no matter what the role that you have, whether inflated or deflated, whatever that role may seem to be or what other people may project that you take on, Ultimately, all of that is an illusion. And what's interesting about all of this that I should point out, that that uh, what we're talking about is actually Tantra. And she talks about, I find this fascinating, she talks about Pop Tantra, how that is, you know, just a very limiting way of looking at it. Because we all have, like, some popular... Uh, 
perception of what that is, perhaps. And it's much deeper. It does apply to many aspects of life. And yes, in pop tantra, everyone tends to think that has to do with sexuality. Well, of course, you know, that's a part of life, and there are aspects of this that have to do with that. But that's not what it's about. It's actually a very deep spiritual practice and study um, involving an understanding of these goddesses. She talks about kundalini energy and how each of these goddesses represent different, different chakras and how, um, you know, they're all related to different chakras and, um, and how, each, how the, the role that each of those chakras plays in, in our development and our experience. And so, um, you know what I like about this book is it, it makes approachable some things that I truly have not had the time to, to expose myself to, and, and it invites us to learn more. And I'm finding this more and more with our guests. But I suppose, since we're stepping through this, and if you'd like to stay with me, you're welcome, Jay. I'm just going to keep stepping through them so that we're complete in terms of exploring them. Um, okay, another goddess is Tripura. Bhairavi, and the shadow aspect is, this is a good one for me, by the way. I really related to this one because <laughs> we all have this going on in some aspect of our life. Even if, you know, some are going, some, we suffer from inertia, and that's the dark side of this goddess. And again, she'll give you an exercise that will help you to work with inertia in your life. So if there's something that just doesn't seem to be getting going, you know, it's taking, you just feel resistance. Um, and we all have something like that. Um, and then the light aspect that we we work through our inertia and what she calls our non-serving habits. And the other side of that is perseverance. And so we are able to commit to a goal, you know, the, if it's a meaningful goal that's important to us, whatever that may be. I don't know. Do you have a goal that, that you're um, wanting to commit to, Jay, and yet it seems like you experience inertia? Oh, yeah, I can talk about my experience. So one of them <laughs> is actually... Uh, uh, making a um, not a commitment, but actually taking what I've learned in the last two years with my yoga intensive program and applying it to uh-huh. you know friendships and relationships. But the nurture to keep on going. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Just keep the keep oh the no, I can. No, I understand that. I mean, many of us can relate to that and. You know, I said earlier in the program, you know, I used to do, I did yoga for a while, and then I stopped. And part of it was it just, I didn't have maybe, it's, it wasn't as accessible for a time. And, and you know, I have various reasons why. Um, and some of them may not be valid, really, but things that I said to myself as to why, you know, I wasn't doing yoga, and I'm not right now. I mean, I occasionally will do yoga but I mean in terms of being in a class, and I was a total beginner and still am, um, although many people stay beginners for years, as I understand it, and there's no judgment there, so that's part of yoga. Um, but um, there's some inertia there for me, and it's something I need to to work with um, because, you know, what could yoga do? Um, you know, what are there were some things that were hard for me that, pushed me a little too hard. I was pushing too hard and, you know, even injured myself in some ways. Well, that's because I wasn't listening, you know, or, you know, maybe I needed to be in a different class or, you know, there are many things. And so I have some inertia there and now I need to work with that and see, you know, there were some very good things that come through it, being in a class. And um, certainly um, breathing is one. And there were things, I mean, it had a very powerful impact on me, actually. So 
anyway, that's an example of something in my life. So I relate that to you. So I'm going to keep stepping through this so that we're complete anyway. And then when we are able to have her on the show, it'll be a really nice combination. And we'll see if we if we got it right. <laughs> if, if there's anything I didn't explain well, I'm sure she'll she'll help us to understand. Um, okay. Um, the next one, again, working with my, um, you know, I, I I always with the pronunciations, I I I have to not try so hard. So I need to just work with this. Sheena Masta, or close. Um, addiction to suffering, which is an interesting dark mm. aspect. How we get we get so used to whatever it is that we're experiencing that is hard, we literally become attached to it as if we just cannot separate. I mean, it just dominates everything. And we can all, um, you know, if you've ever been through a serious illness or I had a family member who was very ill, that I've known a couple families. In one case, I know someone who had cancer who told me once every moment she thought about cancer. I mean, could not get away from thinking about cancer. I mean, it would just, and that's the way it can be. And there could be people out there who feel that way. I had a loved one who was sick. Actually, that was another loved one who, she was, she was sick um, a long time ago in that case, and you know, thankfully emerged and is okay. Um, but I had a loved one in my family who had an illness, and you know, it was easy to, if you weren't careful, you could get very attached the harder aspects of that or you know we've all had situations with relationships for example where um, you know we might feel hurt in some way and we attach to that that's very common almost every one of us has experienced that at some point and so how do you emerge from that um Interestingly enough, um, this is what some would consider one of the things that she says how you emerge from that um, is appropriate cultivation of sexual energy. And that I haven't um, explored with her. I didn't, I didn't really, um, I don't know too much about that. <laughs> it's funny. But um, which, which shows where I'm at on that particular one. <laughs> But I laugh at myself. And so you need to laugh about those things. But, again, you know, these are all aspects of ourselves. So um, in that particular area, it can hit us with relationships and just who we are, and that can help us get out of it. Um, Dumavate, attachment to identity, again, and ignorance is the darker side. And she claims that the... The light side is self-reflection, is, you know, coming coming to know ourselves. You know, I just laughed at something a little bit that makes me a little, you know, uncomfortable a little bit, you know. And part of, part of my working with that energy is being honest about that. And so, um, and so I'm reflecting right now. So there's, there's an example. It's coming, you know, and then you can work with that and grow. Um, Bhagalamukhi. I have no idea. Bhagalamukhi, I, I think, is right. You know, I tried to look some of these up. It's so funny. Um, my things with pronunciations. And my apologies to those of you on that side of the world. I so honor your beautiful language, and I would love to be able to speak um, a little more accurately, doing my best. Um, and that one is mind clutter. And she uses the term spiritual materialism, where we're clinging to things that are not helpful to us. And the other side of that, the light side, is purity. In fact, I'm going to walk through these last ones quickly because we're going to run out of time, believe it or not. Um, matangi, taking language literally. So we become too constricted in that way. Many of us have encountered that on our spiritual path or even when we're working with people, with people, someone will say something that we 
internalize in a way that, you know, it's too literal and we're just, we're too tied to the surface levels of things. And the light aspects of this, don't they don't seem to relate. So this one I may have to ask her a little bit more about. Um, but the light aspect is non-stealing, which those two don't seem to go together, but they they do in, a, in an unusual kind of a way. So in that case, again, you know, a lot of the things that are on the light side have to do with not grabbing, not clinging, not obsessing, not, um, you know, holding too tight <laughs> and just releasing, you know, and that's true of everything. Um, and so that's what I see there. And then the last one, which we'll say really, really fast here, um, Kamala Mika, spiritual bypassing and conflict. So where we basically are distracted from the real. Um, and the light aspect is contentment. The overall message that is conveyed through all of this is that we are attached to seeking, 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 seeking. And the more that we release that, that aspect of ourselves, the more that we will find peace. That we don't always have to keep seeking. She talks about how, you know, you may seek something and get it. You know, whatever it may be, the perfect job, the, what you think is the perfect relationship, what you think is the perfect job, the perfect house, whatever it is. Um, even very um, wonderful things in terms of our spiritual paths. But if we cling too much to those things, before you know it, they're not satisfying us anymore and we're seeking again. And so it's that cycle of seeking that causes suffering. And that's that's part of the main message, or the main message of this work. So... Um, Jay, if you don't mind, and then I, I will talk with you for just a second in a moment. I do want to make sure before the live show goes down that um, people know when it's coming on again. I will find out when I can reschedule with today's guest. And thank you for for listening to this interesting flowing of thought today. But our next show will be on Friday unless I schedule one in between, which I may, like if this guest is able to come on in between. you want um, but coming up next this week is Susie Miller, on the schedule anyway, Friday, November 17th at noon Pacific. She's going to talk about the journey back to love. Susie's quite a well-known um, metaphysical researcher. Um, she's worked with a lot of cool people who are in What the Bleep and different things, and she's going to um, be coming back to the show. It's been some years before she's been on here, so that'll be fun to talk with so, so um, FrontierBeyondFear.com is where people can learn all about this show and what's coming up in the archives. But, but Jay, um, before I let you go, I just wanted to say thank you for calling in. You were kind of placed in the right place at the right time to help facilitate walking through these concepts and, and just, just for being here. It made it, it, it's always nice to talk to you, and I appreciate you being a listener such a dedicated listener to the show. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, came at the right time, so thank you very much. It was a great conversation. Well, thank you. And I hope you are able Good to thing. call when Kavitha's actually on, and I'm sure she'd love to, to provide even more insight into these questions because we're all learning. I'm <laughs> so, so thank you, live audience, for being here. We're about to go into the podcast, and... Um, and yes, thank you, Jay, for, for calling in. And I hope you have a good day, the yeah, rest of you. your day. Awesome. Okay, thank take you. care. Take care, bye-bye. Uh, so with that said, um, another free-flowing episode, which I'll have to think about how to rename it because we we definitely, this is not the first time we've explored the concepts from a book of a guest before they came on. It occasionally happens, and and generally, that actually leads to quite a rich discussion once the guest comes on the show. So 
I invite you to keep an eye out for the, the episode that will be paired with this one, which I will ultimately link to this one, so that we can all, as students, explore these concepts better um, and um, see what they have to reveal to us, because there is so much ancient wisdom that many of us in the Western world, we haven't really explored them. I took, when I was in college, I was curious about these things. I took classes in Western and Eastern religions, but somehow it didn't really sink in. It was too um, scholarly for me at the time. And I truthfully didn't remember many things that, you know, if they had been revealed to me in a heart-based way, I would have remembered them so many years ago. And over the years, I've been exposed to some things, but I have much to learn, just like all of you. Many of you, all of us have something that we are called to learn. And that's why I love the way these guests continue to flow so synchronistically into this show because I learn so much from them that I hope that you too are learning what you need to know. And some of you may be experts in some of these things, and yet there are still things that we can pick up, new ways of looking at things, new ways of making them approachable, and that's what this does in this case is these are things that um, are very approachable to us in the present day. So with that said, rambling on here a bit, thank you again, everyone, for being here. Look at the schedule. If we do schedule another show this week or whatever comes up, the next one on there right now is Friday. And um, if you want to get the email announcements, I've been sending out richer messages lately to my followers. So if you want to be in on those messages, I strongly encourage you to follow the show. And it's really easy to get a Blog Talk Radio login. Um, It's very non-intrusive to have one. I had one a long time ago. I think I, I don't know how much before I even had this show. And um, it just allows you to follow the show. And when we have a chat room, which I don't always bring up just because um, sometimes it slows the computer down a little bit or it just depends on what we're up to at a, on a given day. But when the chat rooms are up on this show or on another another show, it allows you to participate. But it also would allow you to follow and receive what are now a little bit more personal messages where I'm talking more about what's coming up and what we've done with the program. So I love that Blog Talk Radio has that now and has had that, but um, I haven't made full use of it until this year. And so that's a way that I'm learning and using more things available to me. So thank you, Blog Talk Radio, as always. Um, They have been featuring this show, and I am greatly appreciative of that. And with that said, I hope that you all find ways to find peace on your path. These things are reachable and approachable. We need to work with ourselves and understand ourselves and love ourselves more through all of our foibles, through whatever, you know, there's always the little things that that we have that we may be self-conscious about. Just Just let it be and love yourself through it. And then you'll discover more peace and you'll be more real and authentic and we can just all be who we are. And that's the idea, more and more. So take care, everyone. I'll see you next time.